Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. The Yankees are still in contention, despite some heart-stopping moments. It's Friday, and it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, or in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice and a sounding board for business leaders, advocating on their behalf and their employees, too. I believe very strongly in sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection. So on Fridays, you can find me right here on talkradio.myc doing just that, lending what's left of my mind and my voice to this radio show where I interview small, medium-sized business leaders and their trusted advisors. One thing that I've seen over the years, everyone, some of the best thought leadership, clarity, and execution for businesses actually happens on Friday, just about the time we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're also anxious to start the weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they're forgotten, they're overlooked, they're eased aside in favor of our fun activities, our football, and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Once again, the name of the show, not just to play on words. My last name means free in German. Nice little tidbit for everybody. So my wife went on a girl's trip to New Orleans and left me all alone with the kids until Sunday. So if I look a little more stressed than normal, uh, it's because I am. Not only because I have to be responsible and play kid taxi, but she wants me to take stock of all the things wrong with our house while she's partying it up in New Orleans and have a plan of attack to check things off the list by the time she gets home. Very stressful topic for me. Lots to fix up here. So today I thought we would chat about the humor behind home inspections. Determining the safety of a home is a critical step in the buying and selling process. Through a thorough multi-point inspection, home inspectors can help you understand the unique elements of a property to better inform your decision, whether it's a purchase or a sale. As a home inspection service, this guest is involved with some of the biggest decisions in the lives of his clients. His, he works hard for each and every one of them, making sure that they get the best real estate services and advice possible and doing so with honesty, integrity, respect, and maybe even some humor. That maybe is a near certainty considering our special guest is a stand-up comedian who has actually roasted Nature Boy Ric Flair for those of you wrestling aficionados out there. Talk is cheap. We all know that. We're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal here, as always, let's use the insight on the business landscape and create some more impact come Monday morning. It's far too often to me that the SMBs out there, especially nowadays, they're focused on the product that's going to solve all their problems. The magic wand, the shiny new mousetrap. One consistent thing I see out there, products change every single day with everything that we do, whether it's personal or business. There's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first, keeping a focus on a nice tangible process that will help you achieve your goals. If you do that, the right products will present themselves when they're needed by the SMB. Everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, I'm very excited for this discussion. Uh, We are going to be speaking with John Moses. No, not that Moses. John Moses, home inspector at High Point Home Inspection, stand-up comedian, and part of a crew of people uh, that can be considered New Jersey's most intriguing creative real estate entertainment artists. So we'll get more into that in just a moment. So an experienced, knowledgeable, and professional gentleman servicing Monmouth, Middlesex, and Ocean Counties of New Jersey, High Point Home Inspection CEO, Mr. Moses, is a fully licensed and insured home inspector and a member of the International Association of Certified Home Inspectors, or 
Internachi or something like that. It has some crazy abbreviation. But Jonathan, he has served as a licensed realtor, has purchased, rehabilitated, and sold more than 20 properties as an investor. In his rehab work, he's encountered many different types of structural problems, discovered solutions for all of them. He can really help put put years of experience and knowledge to the test for all of your purchase and sales types of needs. On the comedy side, he has been delightfully offending audiences throughout the United States, Canada, and the UK for more than 15 years. In 2017, John was a finalist at the Laughing Skull Comedy Festival in Atlanta and is a favorite at festivals all over, including the Boston Comedy Festival, the Asheville Comedy Festival, the Cottage Country Comedy Festival, and the Dark Comedy Festival in Toronto, where he roasted porn legend Ron Jeremy. Some of the lesser known facts about him out there. Uh, he's got a bunch of comedy albums we're going to talk about in just a moment, but his comedy is definitely on edge, and the edge is right between evil genius and uncontrollable laughter, which is, I love it. You better have thick skin and a dark side if you're going to enjoy this incredible comedy. His very adult but very funny humor will have you making New Year's resolutions to tell your friends about him. His, his tunes, his albums, his stories... Perfect way to get, get some conversations going. He discusses dating, single moms, how to do it when you're absolutely broke. His comedy can double as a how-to or self-help hour, however you want to look at it, if you've ever found yourself in his shoes or think you might find yourself in some similar ones. He is the man. He's funny as hell. No pressure or anything. As always, we'll discuss my favorite questions around movies, TV, and music. Uh, joining us from his home base in sunny Red Bank, New Jersey, where I used to go to improv comedy shows every week when I was in high school. John, welcome to Always Friday, brother. Thanks for coming to play on the air with me. Oh, man, what an introduction. That's probably the warmest, best introduction I've ever had. Uh, maybe for comedy, certainly for my home inspection business. Uh, <laughs> We're going to talk about all of the above today. So <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. I've, been uh, a real, I've been a real estate enthusiast for 20 years, John. I've been a fan of stand-up comedy even longer. Yeah. My, my favorite has always been George Carlin, which might have gotten me in trouble when I was reciting his routines when I was 11. But uh, we have, you have to tell us a little bit about your journey, man. Tell us a little bit about how you got where you are today. All right. So uh, I'm from Canada originally, and um, I started doing comedy when I was 19. I thought I was going to – I thought I was going to um, – going to accounting or economics and my dad was like what are you even thinking so i ended up getting a far more useless uh bachelor of fine arts in uh television and uh in theater writing <laughs> or screenwriting and, and after that um and i was sort of like trying to figure out what i was going to do with my life and my cousin was like well i'm buying and fixing houses uh in massachusetts and you know some of the comedy club owners in uh in toronto or one in particular the guy who runs yuck yucks which is a big um a big uh chain of comedy clubs up in canada at the time the biggest in the world he was like listen you're really funny but we just think you have an american edge about you and which i used to get like i would be you know in toronto on the bus and someone would be like are you from boston i go no i'm from like three streets over what are you talking about you know, long before I had any thoughts of moving to the States. So, um, so I moved to Massachusetts and I was doing, um, I was buying and fixing and also doing some comedy on the side. So that was uh, 21 years ago. Don't ask me where it goes. <laughs> I think a lot of that story is still yet to unfold here. Yeah. So, 
so you know again you're 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 definitely i've listened to a bunch of the comedy i love it it's edgy you know my my you know passion for george carlin over the years like edgy but realistic and a lot of it's story-based and painting word pictures that people could really understand i feel like you're it's very easy to understand even some of the stuff that you get into with real estate just because of your comedy experience would you agree Ah, well, I try and speak to people in a way that they would best understand it. So uh, I definitely try and dumb things down, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and I do that. And I do that in, uh, in home inspections. Also, like I just try and talk to people straight so that they would understand me best I can. I know some guys love to, to be technical and, you know, the sound and, and love to impress you as the smartest person in the room. And I'm just trying to, you know, boil this down as, as simply as possible. Um, so, uh, my, uh, real estate background is I was buying and fixing houses, I guess, starting in 03 or at least learning that business and then, um, owned a few pieces of rental property had flipped some stuff. And then in 08, um, you know, got wiped out or, you know, things quickly went upside down and, um, I was only ever doing that stuff, you know, the buying and the flipping and the holding and the renting so that I could one day do stand-up comedy without starving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. And then when I had nothing, I was like, well, I might as well just go to New York now and starve. And, uh, and starve I did. So <laughs> after about 10 years of the local circuit and doing a bunch of stuff and having a bunch of fun and getting married and having a kid, I was like, I should probably be doing both comedy and real estate. So I got my, uh, I got my license as a home inspector four years ago. And I got that based on my experience buying and fixing houses in Massachusetts, because I mean, that's what you're doing when you're walking through a place, you know, getting ready to make an offer. And, you know, those, we were flipping houses before people really knew what flipping houses was. This was pre HGTV. People weren't outlying this stuff. HGTV really ruined the house flip game because they gave you just terrible numbers that nobody should have ever expected accepted <laughs> now, i'll watch one of these hgtv shows and it's like we're spending six hundred thousand dollars spending a hundred thousand dollars to repair it so that we can create 60 grand worth of equity like who in their right mind <laughs> would spend that much money for such a low return you know when we were doing it it was like you know you would make 30 percent on your money um but uh you would go through a house and you'd figure out you know, what's wrong with it. And then, um, you know, I didn't realize 15 years later that those would be skills that I would have to employ, you know, for, to start a home inspection business, which was so that I could buy, continue to get back on the track of buying real estate so that I could afford to do comedy, you know, one day. I just think it's so funny that you got your home inspection license four years ago at amongst like on the precipice of some of the weirdest times possible for a home inspector yeah. Have you gained any sort of additional material for the for the comedy side of things because of your inspection travels? Not particularly. Um, <laughs> More sad than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're still they're still pretty separate. Except I did learn that you know a realtor will spin anything. Absolutely. Um, you know, like you can have a gaping hole in the roof, and they'll be like, <laughs> "Look at all that natural light." You know? <laughs> yes. They just want the sale. At least a lot of them will. You know, you you run into good ones who really do, um, who really do have their buyer's best interests at heart. But some guys are just like, how do I drag this thing across the line? You know, to get that check. So, so 
I'm big on the idea of it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And the fact that you're doing stand-up comedy and, you know, telling some awesome stories through your albums and everything is is yeah. great stuff to me. But talk to us a little bit about this focus nowadays, uh, this troupe that you're part of called The Backup Plan that really talks about, you know, real creative real estate discussion in a way that's entertaining, too. I, I love this idea. Yeah, so essentially... Um... We were both me and my wife, particularly probably my wife was more shocked um, that we were able to qualify to purchase a home at a time when um, at a time when she had just um, transferred over from a full time W2 employee to her own business and had less than 18 months uh, of, uh, of earnings. And, you know, my money for that purchase was came largely from comedy album royalties and you know some club double or some club 1099s and then a lot of dirty cash <laughs> deposited into a bank account at four o'clock in the morning i used to host an amateur strip contest at a strip club in the bronx and they would pay me in cash and i would put the money in the bank and our our mortgage guy at the time disappeared for a little while he may or may not have had a cocaine problem but he was just the guy that we needed in order to get done because he was like, hey, man, this is like the underwriters want to know if these deposits at 4 a.m. are drug money. And I like wrote a letter. I'm like, no, it's not drug money or at least probably not first. Like it's not, not first line of defense drug money. I'm basically washing this money. You know, the, the strip club took it from the drug dealers and paid me. And now I'm trying to buy this house, right? all right all right we're not the irs we're not the cops but that's we got to save some of those stories for for a little later on but we got to take a paid on that money we got we got to take a quick break hold some of that energy because i I know you're ridiculous full of so many stories but we'll be right back with john moses home inspector at high point home inspections stand-up comedian with a backup plan stay with us Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 
Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. And it's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We are chatting with John Moses, home inspector at High Point Home Inspections, also stand-up comedian with a backup plan. Before we get into the method behind John's madness, I wanted to just take a moment. This is the part, John, where I sit out by my fire pit and just give a, a quick perspective or in the case of the home inspector, maybe a dirty fireplace, or since you mentioned Boston so many times, sitting out on the coast of Maine, which I re really gave me a chance to think and ponder a few things. But humor goes a long way. There are classes nowadays to teach folks in business how to communicate properly with prospects and strategic partners via comedy, whether it's improv or just in general, having a sense of, sense of humor, like being able to relate to people. I love the fact that you're a stand-up comedian that's really you're skilled in the real estate world, that you've done the home flipping and you're an inspector now. A lot of a lot of the stories that have paved the way for your albums, which you got all kinds of accolades for On the Edge, your initial comedy album. Yeah. And what, what was this one? What's this one called again? Upper Middle Trash. Upper Middle Trash, right. I was trying to figure out what was going on with this tuxedo that you're wearing here, but I was, I was, <laughs> I was too scared to inquire. Uh, but and then Super Spreader, it's like, Having making a comedy album that came out of the pandemic, like yeah. great stuff. Like that's that's when I started doing this and really getting people on the air, telling their story and, and showing their best selves and all of that. But you said something very important in the last segment that I wanted to just emphasize. And I, I talked about it with our mutual friend Joe Astorita last week yeah. as well. You know, people like to be the smartest person in the room, and a lot of times they're so fixated on that that they they forget that a lot of stories that come from people with lots of road experience. They, right. come, they come from wisdom, right? Wisdom that you've accumulated along the way from doing home flipping before HGTV was a popular thing and before every other show on television was talking about it. But, you know, I like wisdom and I like to be smart. But if I'm given the choice, and I said this with Joe last week, if I'm given the choice, I would prefer to be wise because a smart person has to think their way out of situations that a wise person doesn't walk into in the first place. And the world that you play in I mean, that could be that could be closer to the truth. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, there's been there's been uh, several occasions where I pulled my phone out to watch a YouTube video when I didn't have the answer to a question. Um, home inspection. Like, let's figure this out together. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, uh, um, I'm, I'm always I'm always learning and uh, and trying to better myself in that regard. Um I do want to circle back to the thing about qualifying for a mortgage, because what that process taught me was that a, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize uh, first time home buyers, artists, those people in particular, I don't think they realize how close they may be to qualifying for a mortgage or even what the process entails. And yes. I do think that comics in particular, um, you know, can illuminate that process in a fun, entertaining way, because truthfully, when you're trying to gather, you know, documents, yes, when you're trying to gather documents to qualify for a mortgage, you're doing it over the course of maybe the most boring week of your life, you know? So if we can sort of illuminate that process a little bit um, and, and make that fun and entertaining, then maybe, you know, maybe A, it won't seem so daunting, but B, it's, it's important information to try and get across. And, um, and also it does, it's going to take a little bit of like credit cleaning up in order to get some of these people, myself included, uh, you know, across the finish line. And this might be something that takes, uh, you know, a year or two. And so how do you check in 
on the process and hold somebody's hand and bring them across the finish line. That's what we want to also illustrate in video. I, I couldn't agree more, and it goes right along with the thought, the thoughts that I that I throw out at the beginning of my episodes, saying that it's people first, then process leads to the right end product. Most of the time, when people are shopping around mortgages, whether they're a first time home buyer, they're refinancing. It's just, what's the rate? What's the fees? What's the rate? What's the fees? And it's like, if you don't understand the underwriting guidelines, they can promise you any freaking rate they want to. It's like, right. you're not going to get through the process and you're going to end up wasting a whole bunch of time. You got to have someone that will advocate on your behalf. Sure. What's the rate? What's the fees? What's the rate? What's the fees? Are you going to remember what the rate is or what the fees are um, in five years? Or are you going to be a homeowner and be looking back on uh, $100,000 worth of equity. You know, like, let's not get caught up in the minutia of this stuff. I mean, obviously, you can only afford what you can afford and that, you know, sometimes you have a cap and maybe you've got your heart set on um, on a particular piece of property. What I'm trying to, to do is sort of like steer comics and, and artists to properties that probably aren't going to be their dream properties anyway. Mm -hmm. So but let's look at this like an investment, you know, because if you're in a three family and the three family and two of the units from the three family are paying your mortgage or most of it, then five, six, 10 years down the line, you can really think about the house that you want to be in, but you're going to have that three family that is one day going to be paying you, you know, five, six, $7,000 a month. And that's going to be a retirement vehicle because, um, tr you know, I have sat across the table from comics who have had Comedy Central half hours, uh, you know, finalists on Last Comic Standing, and they're like, I'm in my mid-40s, early 50s. I don't know what my next move is. You know, there's one person who was on Last Comic Standing the last season who went far and was like, I was talking to him like, you know, I'm 50-something years old. I'm sleeping on a couch in Vegas. What, do I, what am I going to do now? You know, so these are the types of things that we're trying to that we're trying to meet head on, you know, like how are you going to be able to do this thing that you love to do for the rest of your life, you know, until you're old and gray, but also have some stability and, you know, be able to take care of that part of your life because, you know, and I'm not even talking about artists. It can be terrifying to be in your mid forties and not have the security of a 401k or a pension or, or, or any of those things, you know, I'm glad that you said that because when you were talking about you know, everything you just threw on the table, I kept thinking about some of my experience in the financial services world. And in, in New York City these days, there is a whole circuit called the funniest guy in finance. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. But it, it's like, it, and the guys are pretty good. Some of them I know, some of them, you know, see for the first time or hear of for the first time. But you know, talk about a subject where everyone could sound like robots and it's all about products. It's like, no, it's about the people you surround yourself with, and it's about the process they go over laying the information. And the more you can put it in a story format or you get people to crack a smile for sure, right. the more likely you are to make some type of impact on that, on that person and on that situation. Period. So the idea of, you know, you said, you know, looking at it as an investment, you know, the best assessment to your investment, you know, I met you through networking, right, which we both do a lot of. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know lots of people who do what you do, similar to guys like Joe last week. You know, you guys all part of a core kind of power real estate team. But, you know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, when you're in the trenches, in, in the uh, the moldy fireplaces and whatnot that you see out there. Like, you know, what's 
you know, what, what, is, what kind of methodology is like, obviously you have to do everything according to the certifications that you have, but as far as relaying the information, aside from the 97 to 150 page reports that you'll produce, you know, how do you go about really getting the story out to the people who are, who are looking for it? So because I come from an investment background, I tend to be solution oriented. And um, I, listen, there, there, there isn't a problem in a house that can't be addressed, you know? Uh, the question is how much money, and sometimes you know the money. The money is like the money is so much that okay, you got to knock it down. But those really aren't the types of houses that I'm showing buyers anyway. If I am showing it to somebody, they're an investor. They probably knew it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know, the big things that everybody tends to you know really you know get wide eyes about are things like you know foundations, right? So you know, structural you know structural components. You know, somebody's like, oh, there's a crack in the foundation. What does it mean? Well, what type of crack is it? Is it a vertical crack? If it's a vertical crack, it's probably through, you know, shrinkage or a little bit of settling and it's not a big deal. Is it a horizontal crack? Okay, that might, you know, be a, that might be a big deal. So how are we going to, you know, what's the cause of it? Is it, you know, it's probably water related. There's probably some pressure on the other side of the wall that's pushing on that wall. How do we get the water away from the property? And then how do we fix the wall, right? Now, that question might be answered, um, you know, with $7,000, it might be answered with 12. But, you know, if you know that information, then you can make, you know, and the seller's willing to negotiate with you, or maybe not, which was the case a lot of the times in the market last year. But if you know that information, you know, then now you don't have to walk away from what otherwise might have been your dream home, because, you know, in your head, you thought it was going to be a $50,000 repair. You know, you got your father-in-law chirping in your ear, saying that the house is falling on itself. And so you're walking away from a home in a school district where everything else makes sense, you know, but you just, you just need to have the most accurate information possible. And a lot of guys will go in there and it's like, they're trying to scare you out of a purchase. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to scare you out of a purchase. I want to educate you so that you can make an educated decision. Yeah. And if you decide that you're not going to make the purchase, that's okay too. But that's not my goal, you know? Right. Absolutely. By the way, while I do know lots of people in the real estate world, inspectors included, I believe you are the only one I know that has their own IMDb profile. (laughs) So, so one of my buddies, my, but my buddy, Ben, you know, has a sign on the side of his truck that says Ben buys houses. Did you actually have, did you have this on the side of your car? I'll buy your mama's house. No, no, no. We just had the signs out in the, uh, in the yard. (laughs) They never did turn up a sale, but we got some pretty interesting voicemails. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, I would have left you one for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so those are around They're They're almost a joke at this point, or they are a joke at this point. Yeah. All, all of it's just, you know, potential material for either clients of, uh, of the inspection world or folks sitting yeah. in an audience to be. So well, some of the stuff you feel out of it, it would have been one thing, but it also it furthers the show, you know, like, I was getting I was getting calls like one of those signs went viral for a little while, and uh, I was getting I was getting calls at all hours of the night, and I was worried that they were like woman that I had slept with fifteen years ago. You know, <laughs> port, so <laughs> sorry, honey, I haven't spoken to her in years. North Carolina right now, but it was just because somebody posted it on TikTok, you know. <laughs> So I, I know we're going to get into a whole bunch of your stories in the madness portion coming up, but real quick, how the hell did you get asked to roast Ric Flair? Uh, so a friend of mine, uh, I, I co-host a podcast called Fight Stories, and um, you know we're some of the madness 
certainly lies. Uh, you know, I, I quit drinking 16 years ago, and uh, most of those fights happened prior prior to that moment. Um, but so, and my co-host, you know, is uh, is a phenomenal roaster, Tyler Morrison. You can look him up also, another really fine comedian. And somebody bailed on that gig in the last minute, and he was like, oh, you got to get John Moses here. So, you know, next thing you know, two weeks later, I'm on a plane going to Nashville, uh, you know, to roast Ric Flair and a bunch of old wrestlers that I grew up watching. It was it was a real great weekend. That's awesome. Awesome. And I know that's the tip of the iceberg with all your stories, but we'll get into them when we come back from this break with John Moses, home inspector with High Point Home Inspections, stand-up comedian with a backup plan. Stay with us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Saubert, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with John Moses, home inspector at High Point Home Inspections, stand-up comedian with a backup plan. So, John, this is the madness part of our show, and not just because you've done stand-up in Canada and the UK. There's got there's more stories than that behind all of this. I know that. But this is the part where we like to give an artistic, observational view of what's going on out there. Things that you see out in the field, no subject to taboo, anything goes. Obviously, if you don't want to compromise any of your clients' confidentiality because they're totally crazy, totally understand that, got that. But I'm I just thinking about the last couple of years and you becoming a home inspector and been a comedian and been a home flipper along the way. Uh-huh. And and you, like, having the, having the last name Moses, I'm like, during this whole, like, crazy pandemic thing, were you just like one of the commandments should be thou shalt not wave home inspection? I feel like that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I've heard uh, of some wild tales. A buddy of mine uh, waived inspections, uh, bought a house in Orange. I think they paid a hundred grand over, and it has just and they probably spent a hundred a hundred grand um, after 
you know, just running around repairing stuff, you know, walls sweating that they didn't, uh, that, that weren't happening during a home inspection. Now, some of this stuff, mind you, you wouldn't find during a home inspection. Like if there's a leaking pipe behind a wall, right? You know, unless it happens to be leaking the day of, you're going to be pretty pissed off eventually anyway, but you know, right. he totally got hosed and, um, you know, you hear about those types of stories, you know, people were desperate to get into these places. And, um, you know, there's an expression in real estate, buyers are liars. And that's what, <laughs> that's what real estate agents used to say. Oh, buyers are liars. They say they want to buy this, or they say they want to, you know, they want to close on this and, you know, you're dragging them around to 10 different properties. No, 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 no. Sellers are the liars, or maybe they're both liars, but you yeah. know, sellers they're all full of crap. Constantly, constantly trying to cover things up, you know, and it's my job to find that out. You know, so that you don't get stuck with it, and uh, you know, and uh, and when and, and on on time and on occasions where uh, I don't find things out, uh, you know, that's what insurance is for. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I can't help but when I think about the people who are who've waived home inspections to get into the house of their dreams or the house of the times during the pandemic just to make it happen. It's the house of the nightmares. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you talk about the sweaty walls, and I, I think about your comedy, and I think about my love for George Carlin over the years. I'm like, dumber than a second coat of paint. Like, why <laughs> would you ever waive a home inspection? Like, this is your body, a place to live. And not 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 to mention, uh, anytime I say your name, I, I keep thinking about. Seinfeld. Oh, Mel- Moses, smell the roses. It's like these people need to fucking wake up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they were doing it because of pressure. You know, they were yes. doing it because they had been beat out for the fifth consecutive time. You know, when they were offering fifty thousand dollars over asking, so they were like, "Well, what do we need to do now? What do we need to do next in order to get this thing done?" You know, and it's you know, wave a home inspection. Unfortunately, some of these people were like, you know we want you to waive a home inspection is because they knew what was going to be uncovered if they had a home inspection, you know? So, and people got hurt. Um, you know, now a lot of the times during the pandemic, people would be like, Oh, you know, we're not waving a home inspection, but you got to limit it to structural environmental and mechanical, you know, which I would laugh at because really those are the big things that you're looking for anyway. <laughs> right. Everything else is, is superficial. Structural, the foundation, that's the ten dollars to $20,000 fixed mechanical, the furnace, the electric panel. That's the $2,500 to $7,500 thing to fix. Um, environmental, is there potentially mold there or lead or asbestos? Who cares if the tile in the kitchen is cracked or if we're missing a GFI outlet over here or if there's a cracked pane of glass on a basement right. window? You're going to come across some people who are like, I would like all of this fixed. Like, it's not a new home, lady. You know, <laughs> you know pay a handyman 1500 bucks on a Saturday to knock these, these items out. You know, it's the big stuff that you don't want to get stuck holding. Uh, and, and those are always the things that you're looking for. Like, how old's the roof? What's the condition of the roof? You want to know, is that going to go in 10 years? Or do you think it's probably closer to three? Because if it's three, maybe you shouldn't deplete all of your savings in order to get into this house. You know. Thanks for reminding me. Closer to three for me. So, I got, I got we just placed one at the house that uh, that I'm leaving. So uh, <laughs> so, so along, along these lines, right? Yeah. You don't know what you don't know if you don't know what you're looking for and all that. I'm thinking about, you know, my roof and my wife driving me crazy about everything that needs to be fixed in the house. Every I, And I have a running list and I have it prioritized and everything, but it's just like it's always like hair on fire every time. So while I'm thinking about my wife in you know New Orleans hanging out, 
I think about, since I'm the SMB guy, I think about some of these structures that are there that are kind of mixed use apartments above old school types of crazy buildings that have retail stuff on the bottom. And I think, and I think about Katrina, which is just about 17 years ago now. And how some of them might still have things that are underlying issues even years later for our area, Hurricane Sandy, right about we're just celebrating the 10th anniversary of it. I lost a car. I lived in Hoboken there, went into the Hudson River, you know, wonderful. But like, are you still like even home inspection wise, you've had your license for four years, you've done a lot of flip stuff in the past. Are you still seeing things around here that are like, oh, yeah, this is largely due to Sandy or Irene or something? We must be coming up on that anniversary because it's the second time somebody asked me about it today. And uh, <laughs> where, where I've never heard the question before today. So not really, not really. But um, occasionally I did. I was in a crawl space in Rumson a year ago, two years ago, and it looked rel- relatively good. You know, Rumson probably got some sandy action. Yep. Uh, and it was all spray foam, which is a great way to insulate your home. Um, it was all spray foam in the crawl space. I think the homeowner really thought that they were doing the right thing. Unfortunately, the wood underneath the spray foam was damp when they foamed it. So it trapped all that moisture in and really accelerated the rot. So somebody had to get in there and replace the entire carrying beam. And, I, you know, another GC had to go through and expect, you know, and inspect every inch of every floor joist to see what else needed to be replaced. So, there are some lingering things, uh, you know, from Sandy, certainly any coastal town, city, whatever, you're definitely going to be paying more attention to it. But, um, you know, a lot, most everything, if it isn't, you know, hasn't been wiped out and, and is a new build now anyway, where they just, you know, demolished it, it's already been raised. So you don't see it, right. but occasionally from time to time you'll run into something. Right, right. And you mentioned Rumson, you know, Rumson not too far from Red Bank, like, you know, all, all fun pots, all fun spots to play and hang out close to the to, to the beach. Right. I, li- I, I live a little bit more in like, it's, you know, 20 minutes from the beach or so, Manalpin and Monmouth County. And when we bought our house, there was one room in the basement that had visible like this was water damage. And we're asking the inspector at the time, it's like, oh, is this from Sandy? And he said, no, it was from Irene. I didn't realize it at the time, but a lot of the houses a little bit more inland from the shore, storms like Irene ended up impacting suburbia a little bit worse than than Sandy did. Well, it's interesting now because we're getting these flash floods that that you feel like, you know, where once upon a time you never had to worry about things like flood insurance. (laughs) Do we all need to get flood insurance? I mean, what was it last year when all those flash floods happened and you got places in Jersey that were flooded out parts of Queens that were completely flooded out anywhere that was sort of low lying where water was going to flow downhill was problematic. You know, it's almost like you got to buy a house on a perch now. (laughs) Might be something to having a big tree house like Swiss family Robinson. Yeah. 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 I should send you the picture of the tree house I built during the pandemic. (laughs) Uh, You absolutely should. I'd be, I'd be very curious to see that. And I'm sure my kids will hold me to trying to put one up for them. I don't think my, my wife won't let me though, until I fix everything else in the house. We got to talk about all that stuff. Right. But, you know, as, as far as you know, other other madness that you see out there, you know, you're I'm always curious on the perspective of, of a stand up comic just in general. Right. And, and the fact that you're speaking to other stand up comics and people who produce content out there about some of the things that you're doing and merging those two worlds. I love to hear stuff like that. That was a lot of my thoughts and goal in doing this show was I'm talking to 
tons of businesses. I'm talking to tons of people who advise small businesses. And, you know, I'll, I use examples like this all the time. You're a home inspector. If I line up 10 home inspectors, right, and I say, what do you do? They're all going to give me pretty much the same answer. But if I, you know, go into detail, really getting the story, like, how'd you get started? Why do you do what you do? What gets you sprung out of bed every day? Like you've given me thus far with your discussion, it's like you'll get 10 different stories. And that's where people tend to make the connections anyway. It's like yeah, but, uh, if you get 10 different home inspectors, you're going to find somebody that plays the flute. <laughs> but, but not an IMDb profile. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, as far as, you know, the comedy and the, and the home inspection stuff, um, somebody asked me like a couple of months ago, like, oh, what do you do for fun? And I was like, I don't have any time for any of that. I mean, like, obviously I have a, a lot of fun when I'm on stage. Right. Yes, but yes, I'm getting, you know, normally, or, you know, usually I'm getting paid for the opportunity and it's really my business. And, but you know, when I'm not on stage, I spend the rest of my waking hours working on this business, working, you know, writing comedy, um, figuring out, you know, uh, you know, potential real estate investments, analyzing deals down Atlantic City. We just bought our first Airbnb, me and my partner. Nice. Uh, Atlantic City, which we're excited about. Um, you know, we're, we're actually running a networking event down there next week, which we can talk about. But um, I'm spending all of my waking hours. If I'm not with my daughter, then I am working because I got, <laughs> I've got 10 good years left of back-breaking, you know, candle burning at both ends left in me before I, I've, you know, can sort of start to slow down a little bit. So it's work, work, work. Luckily I enjoy uh, what I do, you know, particularly with the comedy, but you know, I I'm good at the home inspections and I do like helping people and, you know, helping them with that, you know, helping them with the home purchase and making sure that they feel safe and, you know, giving them a little education. But of course, I want to get right the hell out of that business and just be working on, you know, stand-up comedy in the backup plan. So, and uh, you'll have to let me know more about the Airbnb. If a fish comes back to town next summer in Atlantic City, I might want to actually crash there for a little bit for a decent party that'll be down there. Yeah, but, but no, that's. Uh, I mean, look, how many times do people, you know, have you know, you have something that you do to pay the bills, you start some type of side hustle, especially nowadays, right? Everybody's got some type of side hustle. And you're hoping that the, the side hustle or you know whatever the passion project is becomes the marquee you know project right. that you're working on. Of course, and I think that there's a lot to be said for that because that's you know a lot of times you know look if you if you do something that you're really passionate about you know people spout off the quotes like you never work a day in your life if you're having fun with it. But hey, man, like sometimes people are doing certain types of work to pay the bills. Or maybe as an extension of some other hobbies and interests, I've always been a realist. Well, not always, but like I've I've been interested in real estate for over twenty years. I bought my first property twenty years ago at this point, and it's it's something that you know whether you're a business or you're an individual, you're always going to need to have some type of roof over your head. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and especially especially now, right? Like you know, things like stand up comedy, it's very it's very top heavy as far as like where the money's being made. I remember a couple of years ago, they were like, oh, you know, stand-up comedy's having a great year. This is a record year for uh, ticket sales. And I'm like, yeah, for Louis, Bill, Burr, and 
and Kevin Hart, everybody else, you know, down here at the bottom is you know, <laughs> the rest of the food chain. Yes. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Johnny, we got to take a quick break, but we will be right back with John Moses, home inspector at High Point Home Inspections, stand up comedian with a backup plan. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with my man, John Moses, home inspector at High Point Home Inspections, stand-up comedian with a backup plan. John, love the discussion, love what you do and how you're doing it especially. And to me, a lot of times, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Seriously, if I'm not having fun, I'm not making money these days. I've said that plenty of times on the show. I've said that plenty of times walking around in reality. And, you know, it's, it's tough to really be... You're passionate about what you're doing, unless you can make some type of fun out of it. But for a serious topic of conversation with home inspections and people like getting all on edge about it, no, no pun intended, on the edge, um, you know, it's it's something where a lot of times if you can blend the humor and story-based part into it, you're, you're likely to make a more lasting impact on the people you're working with. And so I want to read off just one of your test, many testimonials that you have. We recently used High Point ho- Inspection for the inspection of our new home. John responded promptly to all phone calls and emails early to the inspection, also scheduled the termite inspector for us at the same time as the home inspection. Very thorough, took the time to show us anything that stood out, answered any questions we had throughout the time, got the 74-page, sounds like a light one, actually, 74-page report back less than three days after the inspection, well-organized and detailed. We're, we are first-time home buyers. So all of this is new to us. It was nice to work with someone so honest and reliable. We highly recommend High Point Inspection for Home Inspection. That's the reviews as a home inspector. The reviews on the comedy albums are phenomenal. I saw this one all over the place, the initial one that you put out there. But 
Yeah, I, so what, there was some type of award this thing was nominated for, wasn't it? That was a top ten, a top ten album. Yeah, well, I'm, I need all of them immediately after listening to the first couple of sound bites. But John, this is the part of the show. This is the message part where we like to leave the audience with some type of sound bites over the weekend. The whole idea, weekend insight to Monday impact. Most people are getting psyched up, you know, for football. And I play softball on Saturday morning, so I'm going to do my thing. Probably hurt myself in old man washed up softball. But what kind of sound bites can we leave with everyone from the weekend that'll actually get them motivated to take some action on Monday? Oh man. Uh... You're asking me for lasting quotes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this will be memorialized. So be no. I don't know. I'll tell you what. You, you, this, I don't know about a soundbite, but um, I was uh, I ran a half marathon for the first time uh, three months ago, and uh, in Atlantic City. I'm all in on Atlantic City, by the way. Uh, I love what they're doing down there. You know, we're investing down there, so we're putting our money where our mouth is. But there's, you know, and we're doing that because there's people much smarter than us who have already started. Um, yep. You know, we're uh, we're we're uh, symbiotes. Those you know those little shit fish that attach to sharks. <laughs> uh, Venom. Yeah. <laughs> Symbiote. So, so um, I was running that that uh, that marathon or that half marathon. And I was at mile 12, just chugging along, still had a mile to go. And uh, a 70 year old guy ran past me. I think 70, you know, maybe he was late 60s. But anyway, you know, hunched over and he chugged right past me. And I'm like, this guy, this guy's passing me right now. Are you kidding me? Um, but uh, it left a lasting impression because I was like, you know what? I'm going to run one of these every year for the rest of my life. And I think that goes back to, you know, I think that goes back to, uh, you know, what I was saying earlier in that, you know, I've, I've got to get up and I got to get it, you know, I got to get after it. Um, you know, if you're not moving, you know, you, you can't let the moss grow. You know, <laughs> If you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah, that's it, man. You know, like it, you, you got to keep moving. You got to work hard, you know, while you're young, while you're healthy, maybe not, maybe not so young anymore, but you know, but while you're healthy and while you can, you know, because, you know, it's the guys who are 80 years old and, you know, still installing floors that just seem to be, you know, that seem to have a real spark for life. You know, like I, no matter a, what happens. Yeah. God, I don't know. There was this guy we used to borrow money from a hard money lender. Yeah. And he had a flooring company. And one day he said, ah, I'm going to come over and, you know, you can use this machine to take these tiles off the floor. And we we're like, yeah, it's like seven o'clock on a Sunday. And this guy's coming over to lend us his machine. He laughed at us at how inept we were. And then this 76-year-old man was just <laughs> nailing and plugging away. And we were blown away by how, you know, fit and shape this guy was. This was not a guy who needed to continue to work. He had enough money to lend us and, and sit back and, and collect interest. But he just had a real zest for life. And he was still, you know, even at that age, still going after it. You look at, uh, you know... Um, God, not Miller, although he, you know, I, you know, I heard at like 90, he would get on stage and he would be this feeble old man with a walker until he hit the stage. And then he would be <laughs> on stage and you, he would be 40 years younger, still telling World War II jokes, you know, like that's the type of energy that I want to have at that phase of my life. You know, like I want to be well off enough to retire, but I want to be healthy enough that I don't have to, and I'm doing the things that I love to do, and I'm doing the things that I want to do, and that's the thing that pushes me and drives me forward and gets me out of bed in the morning. 
Yeah, I, I, I feel you, man. And uh, bra- bravo to you for running in the races and promising to do it again. I thought you were going to talk about the next time you'd be running your mouth with the comedy edge to it, which uh, <laughs> I believe is in a couple, it's in uh, like what, six yeah. weeks or whatever at the Comedy Cove, December yeah. 2nd? I'm at the Cove. Well, that's the other thing. I do have to stay in good enough shape to uh, take on any hecklers that want to. That, that are feeling like they can Will Smith me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I did see you take on one. I was very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm at uh, the Comedy Club December 2nd and 3rd. That's in Springfield, New Jersey. So if you're uh, if you're in the area, come on out. Absolutely. I will be there. 9 to 11, that's what it says. Yeah, about that. Very cool, very cool. Uh, getting in touch with you for High Point. High Point Home Inspection at gmail.com is, is the email address, highpointhomeinspection.com, the website. Yeah. And then on uh, on all the socials and whatnot, you have comedian John Moses. Yeah. You. Facebook, uh, Instagram, and I'm just John Moses on Twitter. I was like the third person to get a Twitter account, and still somehow I'm at 2,800 followers. <laughs> well you could teach me a thing or two because i got to do more work for myself in that area john awesome awesome to rap with you about yeah. the humor the humor behind home inspections i know that there's infinitely more i know you could talk forever on this we do have to end here shortly but we will do it again one time i promise there'll be many more uh opportunities for content before i let you go we are going to revisit the answers to the questions I asked you. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Your favorite TV character, I was expecting all kinds of different answers, but you said Ron Legrand, the guy yeah. that makes makes people into millionaires by flipping real estate. When yeah. did you get turned on to him? He's not even a television character. He's just my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> I know he has like audio recordings and like and books and stuff that he's written, but then he's a private jet apparently. He was the guy that I learned how to flip houses from, or one of the people, and I would listen to like old audio CDs. But he was so funny. Like he had, uh, you know, he would have like these Ronisms, and he'd be like, uh, you know, uh, you know, the most the the best way to make money in the world is by wagging your tongue. The highest paid profession is running your mouth. <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree. Yeah, he's so funny and he's so quotable all the time. So if you are a newly into real estate or even you've been doing it a while and you just want to brush up on some stuff and also laugh, listen to Ron LeGrand. Absolutely. And if they want to l- laugh and learn a little something, there's plenty to learn from you as well. Your well, favorite yeah. your favorite movie you gave me was Pulp Fiction. I can uh, think of all kinds of ways that this could be a favorite movie of yours, and yeah, not the you know, not the least of which is different storylines converging into one. But yeah, tell, uh, tell us a little bit about your love for Pulp Fiction. Those are my favorite photoshops of all time. First, yeah, you're welcome uh, for that. Such a quotable movie. In fact, I have a, a little um, video snippet where I've said this is me talking to comedians in their 40s about. Uh, investing in real estate and it's the Ving Rains uh, speech to Bruce Willis like you're not gonna make it you had your chance you would have made it by now you know it's just so funny but I mean there's so many quotable moments and also like you know remember I uh, was a film major you know that really did um, sort of change uh, how films were being made and shot for a little while like that was really the first um movie that didn't tell things in a linear perspective that i had seen you know and it was so, you know so like you, you watch until the end and then you start 
sort of rearranging things and piecing things together. It, it produced a thousand knockoffs and none of them came even close. So what a, what a great film. I'll probably watch it again real soon now that you mentioned it. <laughs> I can think of a bunch of reasons how that might relate to home inspection, actually. But you said your favorite musical instrument and the artist you'd like to hear play it. You said the piano and electronic music, so you're into that as well. But piano, you said Elton John, which I, I couldn't resist. Like having you in Elton John's type of outfits. If you walked out on stage to do one of your sets dressed as Elton John, I would probably lose my lose, lose it. <laughs> if I did, it's because I've been going to EDM festivals and I've started using drugs again. <laughs> Well, let's not go there. One step at a time, one day at a time. But love, love the creativeness to it. You know, part being part of the New Jersey, you know, creative real estate and entertainment. Folks. Yeah, let me plug that real quick. So we've got a live event in Atlantic City, um, where it's a real estate networking event slash comedy show, and we've got a band coming afterwards. Um, our Airbnb managers are speaking. They've got a great amount of knowledge of uh, both Airbnbs and the local uh, Atlantic City market. So if anybody is interested in Atlantic City, uh, come on down. That's October 27th. You know, you can follow me anywhere and I'm happy to give you information on that. Awesome, man. We're going to get played off by the music here in just a moment. John, great to see you once again. Thank you for joining me for some playtime on the air here. Everybody, I hope you got some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. We will see you again with more Always Friday next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.myc. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks, Steve. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. On edge. Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 